the following podcast has been pre-recorded for your audio pleasure. It is rated M for Mexican. to a new intro and a new episode of Mexican Matters. I am your host, The Mexican, and this is the special um, Mexican Independence Day episode of the podcast. And we are going to honor the awesomeness that is the country of Mexico because we're the only country in the world that has actually two independence days. Because it starts with El Grito, which is the night of the 15th, and then we celebrate on the 16th. And there's parades on both days. So, technically, we're that awesome. Not only that, we are the only country, or one of the only countries, I think Vietnam's the only other one, but I'm not 100% sure my history there, that, um, that we have defeated both France and the U.S. at a war. Now... For those of you who confuse Mexican Independence Day with Cinco de Mayo, that is what we actually celebrate on Cinco de Mayo, is the Battle of Puebla, when we beat the French and kick Napoleon out of our country, and we beat the U.S., you know, with the whole going back and forth over the states. Yes, overall, you guys kept the five states because we basically sold, sold them back to you, but technically Mexico beat the U.S. at a war, technically. So, check your history books, don't listen to the nonsense that you know, U.S. history likes to pedal. Yeah, you guys won, but we won too. So technically, yeah. Only country, or one of the few countries to do that. Just a few fun facts to kick off the show. And that's not the only thing that makes Mexico awesome. No, no let's let's think about this. So, um, September, the best month, of course. Nine letters, ninth month. Independence Day is on the best month of the year, which we'll get to that in another episode, but just planting the seed there. On top of that, Mexican food, best food ever. Now, none of this gringo stuff or gringo-fied nonsense like enchiladas, like the ones you get at freaking restaurants like El Vaquero. No, no, no. Enchiladas, like with the actual chile and stuffed with good shit and, you know, tacos and burritos the way they're supposed to, you know, flautas and, and, you know, you know, an actual quesadilla like the way it's supposed to none of this taco bell bullshit or these restaurants that try to replicate all this nonsense no 
good Mexican food. I judge my Mexican restaurants by three things. Their tequila selection. Do they have carta blanca? And do they have good breakfast food? A.K.A. huevos divorciados or huevos rancheros. That is some good shit. And then, obviously, their desserts have to be great. Pasta de las tres leches and all that good stuff. Every Mexican Independence Day, we go eat as a family somewhere. And this year, we went to Condados, which my parents had not tried. But I had gone there multiple times. And it was actually... With this, di- with this diet lifestyle I'm doing, it was kind of a pain in the butt because I, I accidentally used one of my cheat days ahead of time. So I had to eat healthy on Mexican Independence Day. I know, I know, blasphemy. But I had tofu and, you know, some healthy shit. But anyways, my favorite food, Mexican beans. I keep, I keep uh, pinto beans all day long for the rest of my life if it were up to me. Unfortunately, too many carbs. Nine of protein, so that's that's the issue with that. But you know, it was a good Mexican Independence Day, and usually we go get paletas, aka Mexican ice cream. There's a good store on uh, Bethel and Sawmill. I forget what it's called. I'm pretty sure it is right next to you know La Michoacana, right there, the Mexican store, and also um, this taco place that's behind. It. I'm pretty sure it's owned by all three or owned by the same owner, uh, but that's where you want to get some good ice cream, good Mexican ice cream, good Mexican candy, you go there. The only issue I have with Mexican candy is that I'm I don't like the fact that they put, like to put chili in it. Then mm, I, again, I'm I'm not a sweets mixed with sour kind of person. No, I don't do that. But you always have good candy. You have like you know candy with pistachios. You got the cocoa um, candy with you know the Mexican flag. And you have all these pan dulces and conchas, which ironically is a slang term for vagina as well. Just a little FYI there for those who want to learn some Mexican slang. But there you have it. And also, you know, about Mexico, we have some of the most beautiful women in the world. Now, mind you, as they get older, they may they may swing a different way. But case in point, Sama Hayek, yeah. Just throwing that out there. Mmm... And also, just to, you know, throw everything out there, the Mexican National Anthem, come on. Everybody knows it. And everybody should know. There's, there's Mexican songs that we play on Independence Day, Mexican Independence Day, that everybody should know. Now, obviously, you have the Mexican National Anthem, No Mexicanos del Grito de Guerra. Everybody should know that. Um, you have El Rey by Vicente Fernandez. Uh, obviously, La Bamba by Ricky Valens. You should know. Everybody should know that. Um, you know, uh, La Cucaracha. You know, Cielito Lindo. Viva Mexico. Those are all songs that Mexicans should be able to know. La Llorona, Las Mañanitas. Those are other good ones, too. And they're all, they all have an original singer, but eventually, like, you know, people redo them. Um, Oye Como Va. Basically, well, actually, any Santana song, because, you know, another famous Mexican there. Um, and let me see if I'm forgetting another one. Uh, no, I'm pretty sure those are the top ones. Uh, Mexico Lindo y Querido. Uh, trying to think of any other top songs. La Llorona, I'm making sure I said that. Um, I'm trying to think. There's a few others. Um 
Oh, yes, that one song by uh, Pedro... Oh, what's his name? Pedro Antonio from uh, Desperado. That is a good song. Uh, El Mariachi. Excellent, excellent, excellent. Um, aside from that, we play basically any song and dance, you know, to whatever we want to. Mexicans tend to be good salsa dancers. Yours truly is included in that. So, happy Mexican Independence Day for all those Latinos out there and Mexicans. We rock. Just saying. Now, this brings me to another point that I want to make. I'm only including Mexicans who are actually Mexican, if that makes sense. If you were born in Mexico, you're basically Mexican, okay? If your parents are Mexican, you are considered Mexican, technically. But if you're born somewhere else, you're also part of whatever that somewhere else is. So let's say Chicanos, for example. If you're born in the U.S., but you're actually, your parents are Mexican, you're only half Mexican. I am sorry to break it to you. And if you don't even speak Spanish and have a gringo name, yeah, you're less Mexican than I thought. So... Case in point, some dude at work, by the name, he has the most gringo name ever, Chris Carter, like a NFL wide receiver, right? Tries to tell me, oh, I'm half Mexican, or I'm Mexican is what I think what he said. I'm like, um, how? Well, my grandfather on my dad's side is Mexican. Okay, were you born in the U.S.? Yes. What about your parents? Mom and dad both, in, both born in the U.S.? Yeah. Okay. Grandparents? Well, on my mom's side, they're both born in the U.S., but on my dad's side, uh, grand grandpa came over from Mexico. He was born in Mexico. Uh, grandma is American. Okay, so you're maybe one-eighth Mexican, but we don't even say that. You're of Mexican descent, but you are as American as it comes, especially with a name like Chris Carter. Get the fuck out of here. And then he wishes me, you know, on the 15th, happy Mexican Independence Day. I had some good pozole. I'm like, okay, number one, you should not be eating pozole. Well, why not? I'm like, um, because U.S. Independence Day, a.k.a. 4th of July, happened in July. So your hot dogs and your burger eating and grilling and all that, you already took care of that and the fireworks. Yeah, that was done. So celebrate your own Independence Day. Oh, that's not cool, man. I'm like, um, facts are facts. You're not Mexican. Do you have a Mexican passport? No. Do you have Mexican citizenship? No. You don't have a U.S. passport. So clearly, you are not Mexican. I became a U.S. citizen, but I was born in Mexico. Both my grandparents, born in Mexico on both sides. Both my parents, born in Mexico. We all have Mexican citizenship. I have Mexican citizenship. Clearly, I am 110% Mexican. Hence the nickname, The Mexican, because I flew across the border, first class, and I got culture from other places. I speak certain languages. Fuck yourself, okay? The Mexican. I have Mexicans, normal, illegal Mexicans that do my Mexican jobs for me, okay? I have a Mexican fixes my car. I have a Mexican maid. I don't do Mexican shit. I have a Mexican mows my lawn. Yeah, that's how we take care of business, okay? Because we are up here, Chipotle worker Mexicans, illegal Mexicans, down here. Difference. Yeah, I look white, so sue me, okay? That just helps me cross the border, and it's a good thing, because if Trump puts up that stupid wall, guess who gets to come across? The person that actually voted for him. Even though he's Mexican. And I feel bad for some of these people. Like, okay, so I get that you're... Okay, so if your parents are Mexican and they brought you here illegally, like at a young age, and you were born here, but you grew up in Mexican culture at home, 
yeah, you're half, but at the same time, I guess you're slightly more Mexican, but that doesn't take away from the fact that you're American. And eventually, once you got older, living in American culture, you slowly but surely became Americanized. Kind of like my little brother. When my little brother, when we moved here, my little brother was very Mexican acting and still remembered his French. And over time, he became more and more Americanized, stopped speaking Spanish at home, and always wanted to hang over his friends. And now, guess what? He's the only dropout of the family. Yeah. Thank you, American education. But aside from that, um, but actually, you know what? You know what? Let's back up. Let's talk a little bit more about that because I have some things to say because it actually brings up DACA, the whole DACA thing and the political nonsense involving that. Now, as a Mexican who literally got here in 2002 and have been in Ohio since, so we're looking at September 2nd, so the Saturday of Labor Day weekend, it was the beginning of my 16th year here in the United States in the state of Ohio. Okay, not lived anywhere else in the U.S. It is the longest I've actually lived in one in one spot in one country, overtaking England by five years. Because you know England was split in two, but it was five, um, seven years and four, so a total of eleven. But anyways, so as a Mexican who you know had Mexican citizenship, got here, got a social security card, got a work permit, went through the proper channels to get a green card. And then, because I, you know, I wanted to work, obviously I kept renewing my work permit until I got the green card. Then applied for citizenship, passed the test. Bam, I'm a U.S. citizen, sworn in. I it took me a good ten years to go through the proper channels. And I don't care if you're a dreamer and you know you're contributing to the economy and society. If you came here as a child of illegal Mexican parents, at some point. You're not dumb. You're you're at some point you knew, oh hey, what they did was illegal. So how about you work towards rectifying that? And some of people, some some of the dreamers did. Okay, they do. They actually do that. Okay, they rectify their status as they grow up. But don't wait for you to become a fucking adult to do that shit. Okay, and then get pissed that this shit's happening. Hey, if you and on top of that. Yeah, the kids may have had no say, but that's if the parents come over with like three kids and they're under the age of, you know, seven, which is usually the cutoff of scientifically proven when a kid starts, you know, differentiating right from wrong. So if you got here under the age of seven, okay, and you contribute to society and you go through the proper channels, as soon as you become a teenager and follow through and in an adult, you know, you did everything right, then yes, you. in my opinion, you can't stay. But if you came over here illegally with your parents and you were seven or older, I'm sorry, but your parents should have known better, okay? That's like saying, oh, you know, my parents are bank robbers. I knew they robbed banks to pay for my shit. Oh, but I get pissed when... You know, they, they robbed the bank to pay for my college tuition. And then, you know, the college board finds out and kicks me out of school because they used, you know, stolen money to pay for my tuition and I get expelled. Yeah, I'd be pissed. But at the same time, you kind of knew. So not as I tell my clients, my Hispanic clients at work, 
yeah, I feel bad, but I don't. Okay? In that scenario, I agree with what's going on. And like I said, if you rectified your situation, hey, I don't care if you report your parents to INS or ICE and deport them. If they let you stay for that, by all means. Hey, join the military. Apparently, they like to hand out citizenship like it's fucking candy. Especially the Hispanic people. Among other things. But hey, that's a little rant about politics. Again, like I said, Mexico mean, you know, is everything to me. I look white and I speak like an American. I speak six languages. I'm cultured, but I am as Mexican as it gets. I am 110% Mexican. I know more Mexican shit than anybody else that, that may have been born in Mexico. Hell, when I went to see my cousins, we played a game. I like going on sporkle.com and testing my geography. I could name more Mexican states without the outlines of the map than they could. And they grew up in Mexico and went to school there. I did not. Mind you, I'm older, so I have more common sense. And my geography is impeccable. But still, okay? I'm not saying I got the whole thing 100% right. But hey, I even beat my parents. Shit. When we went to Cabo last year, my parents didn't even have any clue that there was two Cabos. I did. Why? Because I'm Mexican. Okay? Anybody dare say otherwise, I will slap you upside the head. I am allowed to be racist against Mexicans, illegal Mexicans who do stupid shit because I know how they are. And you know what? They call us lazy. You know what? You're right. Mexicans can be lazy. I at times are lazy, but I will, we're also hard workers. But I, I am allowed to criticize other Mexicans because I am Mexican. You guys cannot. Case in point, at work, my clients. Oh, but we didn't go to the chiropractor till like a month later. Yeah, you didn't go to the hospital? No, you know, we have to work. We can't not make money. Yeah, because you're here illegally and you also don't want to get caught. So, but if you were really hurt, no matter what, the ambulance would have taken you or somebody would have taken to the hospital if your arm's falling off. So, when the insurance says, hey, um, guess what? We're not paying for your shit. I don't 100% agree with it, but at the same time, I don't blame them. Also, because you're here illegally, you like to have liability only at your insurance because it's the cheapest shit to pay and you like to ship your money back to Mexico. Yeah. Then don't complain when an uninsured driver does a hit and skip and then you're fucked. Oh, but I missed so much time off work. Oh, well, let me let me help you. Let me send you a lost wage form. Well, my boss was paying me under the table. Oh, let me guess because you're not paying taxes. You don't have a social security number. Oh, you don't even have a TIN number? By the way, guys, a TIN number, for those people who don't know, it's before you get a social, it's also nine digits. It's what you use to file taxes if you have a work permit. I had one. Yeah. 999-775150. I still remember it. So, fuck that shit. If you do shit illegally and you, you know, cut corners... Don't be pissed when shit doesn't go your way because you're cutting corners. I had liability only for years because I wanted the cheapest shit and I had an SR22 and I know I'm a safe driver. So if anybody hits me, it's on them. They're supposed to take, take care of it. Well, guess what? Last time I got hit, I had to fight with the insurance. I had to go to court. Finally got my money, got my new car. That's how I got Samantha. 
and it was a hassle. So now I have the holy shit insurance package thanks to my man Ramo. If you're hey, quick plug in for Ramo. If you anybody needs an agent, best agent in town, Mr. Prez, I'm on board. Shout out to Ramo. Steve Ramo, he'll hook you up. He hooked the brother up. That's how we roll in the Jackaroos. Just FYI. But anyways, he got me the holy shit package. My UM coverage is 25500 You can fucking kill me nearly and have me do surgery and I'm covered. And you know what? It was a little expensive at first in the 200s. Now, because I'm such a good driver, it's down to 169 Hell, I might call my buddy Ramo when he comes back from Australia and have him shop around and see if he can get me a better deal. Now that, you know, my record's impeccable and I learned my lesson. But see, you learn from your mistakes. And Mexicans... You know, if you get an accident, you're here illegally and you have liability only. Oh, trust me. The first accident, yeah, you'll learn that shit. Quick, real fast. Not to just get liability only. Guess what? Pay a little bit extra. You all live in the same house. I don't see what the problem is. So, but to summarize, yes, Mexico is, you know, the shit. If we weren't so corrupt and so crazy about everything and you know cutting corners left and right we'd be probably the greatest country in the world i actually wrote a paper for my international studies class back in college called mexican globalization aka mexican mexicanization and it was a 12 page paper on how mexico if we got our shit right could take over the world guess what got an a in the class oh robert kelly by far best professor for a national studies he got me hooked on it that's why i switched majors when i was in in college because that man was such a good professor he never took attendance i never missed a class and i would always miss class ask anybody that knew me in college but that class i think it was globalization 300 or something like that the entire class was one big 12 page paper that was the one grade you had to go to know what to cover on in your paper and I did, guess what? Got an A. If anybody wants to read that paper, I still have it. Because first thing we need to do is get rid of the corruption, get rid of everybody that does stupid shit in Mexico, and then, you know, go from there. Shit. We can't even organize a marathon without 5,000 people cheating. Yeah. I'll, I'll end this podcast with that topic because that kind of pissed me off. But at the same time, I'm like, mm, yeah, that's what Mexicans do. Oh, because we went to the metal because I, I want to pay 35 bucks and I just want the cool metal to complete my collection. Because mind you, in Mexico, the Mexico City Marathon, for the last five years, it's a letter. So you get M, then the next year you get E, X, I, C. Following year in 2018 is going to be the O. So you complete the set. So people were signing up just to do the training run because, you know, Mexico City closes the streets for the marathon normally running on the streets of Mexico City, I would advise against it because it's so jam-packed and, you know, uneven and shits everywhere. You might get hit by a car. But, you know, people using it as a training run just to get the medal. Hey, if you paid for the race and then hopped on halfway through and finished and got the medal, I'll allow it. Because you know what? You paid your dues. Not okay, not 100% okay with it, but I'll allow it. But if you didn't pay and just got there to get the medal and you've been doing this for five, six years, 
yeah, that's not okay. Also, um, it's only 35 bucks, so you, at least you could do is pay for it. And use it as a training run. I mean, many ways you could do this. Just do, just do the whole thing. Earn the medal. That's the main thing. I mean, yeah, I would earn it if, that, if it were me. I wouldn't cut corners just to get a set of Mexico medals from the Mexico City Marathon because everybody's going to think you ran a marathon. When in reality, you jumped in or jumped off, took the subway, whatever have you. Apparently, people were not using it for the Boston qualifying times. People were legit using it just for that. That's It's insane. It's just it's just ridiculous. And But we'll, I'll go into more detail about this at a later podcast. But that's what I mean. We cut corners. 5,600 Mexicans disqualified or, I'm sorry, Mexico City Marathon runners disqualified because of that bullshit and missing and you really think like if you're gonna cheat and i've always said this if you're gonna cheat don't get caught because you really think mexico city who at one point was trying to be one of the major marathons you really think they wouldn't have timing mats especially since like the first six miles are like all through downtown Back and forth, back and forth. You really think they didn't have timing mats and you weren't going to get caught? A lot of people were missing the timing mat at the beginning of the race. You've got to be fucking shitting me. 5,600 people. That's the, I've never seen anything like that. Of course, only in Mexico. I wouldn't be surprised if Boston disqualifies that course this year for from anybody getting a Boston qualifying time. Because right now, it is Boston qualifying time season. Anybody who has a qualifying time, sign up. As of this podcast's recording, it is not sold out. We're in the second wave. People beating their time. Eventually, maybe, you know, I'll make it my goal to qualify with a time as I get older and, you know, it gets easier. But I've run Boston, so I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm okay for now. I, I cheer other runners that are looking to achieve their goals and run the mecca. But that little sidebar side, Mexico... I'm proud to be Mexican. Regardless of all the problems, I'm proud to be Mexican. It's not as bad as Browns fans being Browns fans. They're loyal. I mean, I'll give them that. But it's not a, that bad. But hey, Mexico's a rich country. Mexico's got their shit. Mexico's awesome. Mexico's soccer team is talented. Hey. Mexican women are beautiful. The food's amazing. This is why Mexicanness is one of my grades in my table for deciding whether to date somebody or not. No, it does not mean that you're from Mexico. It just means, you know, do you like Mexican food? Are you racist against Mexicans? Do you speak Spanish? Have you been to Mexico? Yada, yada, yada. I've explained this before. I'm not going to go into details. But anyways, that is basically it. And we're the only country that has two Independence Days with that awesome Viva La Raza and <laughs> yeah, you gotta be able to learn and know how to do a Mexican cry, okay? If you're Mexican, just saying. So if anybody wants to test my Mexicanness, they can. But as always, um, we are on iTunes. We're on SoundCloud. Mexican Mind Matters. I just found out that if you Google Mexi Mind or just Mexi, we don't come up unless you type in Mexi Mind Matters in its entirety. What the fuck? I'm going to talk to Google about that. But anyways, one iTunes, one SoundCloud. Hit me up on Snapchat, Supermex, at 
Super Asshole Mex on Twitter, Facebook, The Mexican, uh, YouTube, Super Mex. Send me messages, comments. I know I promised the Q&A, but we'll get to that soon. Um, next podcast uh, will probably be, we'll have a birthday special for my birthday. We'll have one more about running and things that are going on with my marathons coming up. We'll get some podcast topics flowing around. So, you know, don't worry, but check them out on SoundCloud, on iTunes. Peace out. And as always, if today it holds true, it always holds true on Mexican Independence Day. Where there's a Mexican, there's always a way.